Welcome to Good Health, brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System in the KOHU studio. I'm Caitlin, the host for Good Health. For today's program, we have Jenny Sullivan. She's joined us from Good Shepherd, and she's going to share with us about the hospital's new Patient and Family Advisory Council. Jenny, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. So tell us about your role at Good Shepherd, and uh, what do you do at the hospital exactly? Yeah, I work in the quality department at Good Shepherd, and most of my job functions kind of fall in two different categories, uh, patient and family feedback on experiences, and then process improvements. So um, on the surveys that we send out to patients, I help sort of with the logistics with that. So if we need new uh, surveys for new services we're offering, um, changing the questions, um, the reporting of that data, <clears throat> tracking and trending, understanding the data, and then, of course, helping uh, managers and staff with projects to improve those scores. And then I also uh, work uh, with the customer experience line, talking to patients about their concerns and complaints, suggestions, and even compliments. And then I also work um, with our lean consultants to plan Um, workshops where staff get together for three to four days and they sort of um, look at a specific issue or process, um, examine the current state of something, um, look for the ideal state, and then um, look at how we can make improvements. So you're all about patient feedback. That is your world. And um, how, how exactly does the quality department take that feedback and improve patient experience? Good question. So there's a lot of reporting that goes on in the quality department. Um, We're tracking and trending hundreds, if not thousands, of different measures. Um, Some of those measures are required by the government. Um, Some of them are required by different entities. Um, But uh, what we're doing is trying to uh, empower the manager or the leader with that data to help them make changes, uh, providing them with research if they need it, with best practices, with support in any way we can so uh, that our managers and leaders can make improvements. Fantastic. So I understand you're a certified patient experience professional. Can you tell us what that is? (laughs) Yeah, that's a certification. Um, My manager, Devin, also has it. So it's offered by the Patient Experience Institute, and it's for people who work in um, the patient experience field. It's an exam that you sit for. It's uh, 150 questions, I think. Um, So basically, you have to demonstrate your knowledge in um, that field of patient experience. So I think there's like 1,400 of us in the world. So it's kind of cool that two of those are in Hermiston. (laughs) Fantastic. And so um, tell us how important patient experience is. Can you define that for us? That's, that's a good question, too. Um, so a good definition, I guess, for patient experience, um, it's, or one definition, the sum of all the interactions, you could say, um, whether it's patients but also their family members. There's a lot of um, caregivers that are family members or friends or even neighbors. I think I just read yesterday there's 53 million people in the United States that identify as a caregiver for a loved one. Um, But anyway, so taking um, that experience from their perspective and then um, using it for improvement work. 
So does every hospital have a quality department? Yes. Yes. And if how- not, well, I shouldn't say maybe a department, but someone accountable or um, designated as a quality director, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, what are some of the important projects you've been working on um, that are positively impacting patient care at Good Shepherd? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say my part is very, very small in a lot of these uh, things, but as a whole, Good Shepherd is working on a ton of projects. Um, One that comes to mind um, is a new um, program where there's a dedicated pharmacist upstairs on the inpatient units to um, help patients and staff uh, with any medication questions, Um, and help educate patients, uh, for example, on any new medication they've been prescribed um, and how to um, just making people understand better the purpose of the medications they're taking. So that's an interesting project um, that Good Shepherd has been doing. But um, there's just a ton of things that we do, for example, to try to reduce readmissions. So we have um, a lot of people working on that when um, setting people up for success when they are discharged from the hospital. Whether that's helping you get a follow-up appointment with your PCP, or maybe you don't even have a PCP right now, Um, we have a primary care provider, I should say, Mm -hmm. Uh, we have people that can help you with that. What's another just small example of like a a moment you had some patient feedback that right on the spot, quality was able to take that turn it around and implement a big change? (laughs) Good question. This is a small example. And um, so the manager of the treatment center, Maisie, um, called me and said she saw a comment in a survey of a patient who said she was sitting and waiting for her appointment and the waiting area is sort of around a corner from the desk, hard to see from the, I guess, check-in desk. And apparently um, she thought she had checked in, but they hadn't seen her. And so while she was sitting there, she got a call <laughs> that she had missed her appointment. Oh, no. and, and so her suggestion was um, to put one of those mirrors that you can use for corners where you can see who's around the corner. Yes. And super simple. The manager immediately put in a work order to get one of those. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to, um, patients can um, identify themselves on their survey or they don't have to, but they can if they want to. And this patient did. So I gave her a call and let her know that um, we had made that change based on her feedback and uh, she was excited about that and um, we thanked her. That's so that's just a small example. Yes, <laughs> it's wonderful. And so the the moral of the story is no matter um, if the feedback is you know something very small or something very big, um, feedback is important to the hospital and to your your quality department that that takes that feedback in. Um, So let's get into the topic of our um, program today, which is the Patient and Family Advisory Council um, that Jenny is a part of. What inspired this opportunity that the hospital is investing in? Well, uh, Patient and Family Advisory Councils, or PFACs, we call them, are not new to healthcare, but it is new to Good Shepherd. I think it has been on Good Shepherd's strategic plan for several years. 
um, I think maybe even back to 2016 or 17. Uh, but it's just been a matter of um, putting the someone together to do it and then putting the time and resources to it um, and getting it off the ground. So we're ready to do that now. COVID kind of put a um, hitch in that. But um, <clears throat> so we're ready to do that now. Um, a lot of other hospitals do have PFACs. Um, so, yeah, we're excited. So what are some of the goals that um, PFACs typically will aim to achieve? Good question. So um, I've seen a very wide variety. Um, in Massachusetts, I believe it's um, hospitals, every single hospital in that state has to have a patient and family advisory council. Um, it's a requirement uh, by the state. And they also have to publish their annual report. So I have read a lot of those and seen the type of projects that patient and family advisory councils can do. And it's really anything from something small, like can you read um, an example of a discharge summary or after-visit summary and tell us if this makes sense to you? How can we make this, um, this wording more patient-friendly? Um, something small like that to um, major projects or even um, using patients and community members in role-playing scenarios for staff training or um, learning about um, compassion and empathy, for example. So there's a very wide variety of projects that we could use patients and their family members to help us with. And we're kind of wanting to let that group, once we form it, lead the direction in what they want to do. So anyone can join? Yeah. So what we have is um, if you um, have been a patient or a family member of a patient at Good Shepherd and you are interested, you can uh, give us a call. We will send you a link to a short survey or if you um, don't like to um, get on the internet or don't use email, we can send it to you in the mail. Um, and it's just sort of a form asking about um, just some general questions about you and what your interest would be, what services you've used at Good Shepherd, and why you are interested in joining. And, um, and then we are going to um, form a group of people to start meeting, go through an orientation, and we we believe it's going to be a quarterly meeting, um, but we aren't 100% sure. So who all is on this council? Are there more than just community members that can join? Yes. Um, we have opened it up to staff who are interested. Obviously, we don't want a huge group, um, but we'd like to get... Um, a diverse group of people. So there might be 12 people total, um, a mixture of staff and community members. Um, so we really want to make sure that this group represents our community. So we're trying to um, get the word out, um, trying to you know translate our materials to Spanish, and so we can get a wide range of people involved. Perfect. Um, and uh, so you said that this is quarterly, that this council meets. Um, what is the commitment? Do they... Do they have to serve a certain term, or can they only go to one meeting and be done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good question. So for time commitment, we anticipate that the meetings will be scheduled on a weeknight um, at Good Shepherd, probably, with dinner provided. And then we also 
want to offer an e-advisor option. So we took this idea from uh, Boston Children's Hospital. Uh, They uh, recognize that there are people who would like to lend their voice and ideas but can't commit to um, coming to in-person meetings on a regular basis. So e-advisors would be, if you're unable to commit to the two-year term as a full-on PFEC member, um, but you still want to share your opinions and suggestions with a minimal time commitment, but just from the comfort comfort of your home. So we would basically send you emails. And in that way, we can also get real-time feedback. So that could be anything from what do you think about this visitor policy? Does this make sense to you? To which of these billboard uh, designs resonate with you the most? Or um, things like that, that we can collect real-time feedback from our patients and community. And so how much, um, I guess, weight will uh, the opinions and and the voices um, that are sharing this feedback with this group, how much weight will that have in, in, in impacting and changing things at the hospital? Good question. I think that um, the healthcare industry in general is getting more and more used to the idea of partnering with our patients. Um, Other industries have been doing this for longer, but involving the end user in the design of a product or service. So I think maybe one of the reasons healthcare is a little bit behind on that is um, how seriously we take privacy and confidentiality. So if we were making Legos, for example, (laughs) we could get off the phone with a customer and say, hey, everybody, this customer just told me that this part doesn't work. Mm -hmm. We can't always do that in healthcare. So I think this, um, but in this case, we are asking people to come and share not only their experiences, um, and compliments and complaints, but we are also asking them to help us come up with ideas to fix it. And so um, I think that our leadership team and our board of trustees are um, really interested in promoting this idea of um, patient and family-centered care and involving the patients in um, all of these aspects. Excellent. And so just let's do a summary here. So um, it has to be a patient um, that can join or their family member has been a patient in the past or their family member. And um, do they have to live in in our service area? Yeah, we'd like you to live in our service area, but our service area is pretty broad. Mm -hmm. We have patients from Ione, Hepner, Boardman, Irrigan, Stanfield, Echo. We have patients that come here from Arlington. Um, so, um, you know, our service area is Morrow County, Umatilla County, and even beyond that. So, yeah. Excellent. And um, let's say that the council uh, is full, um, according to what we were anticipating. Um, would we add someone to a wait list or would we go ahead and let them join? Good question. I think we're going to form our group and then see how they want to proceed. Um, I mean, we'll probably need to to write um, or expand on a charter that's been written for the group and really let them lead the way and drive it as far as how often we're going to meet, what we're going to talk about, what projects we're going to work on. Um, and so, yeah, I think a waiting list would be a good idea. Um, honestly, a lot of hospitals end up 
um, creating other PFACs based on certain topics. <clears throat> so um, one of the example in Boston, I think they have a PFAC uh, with deaf people talking about all of the issues that are um, important to them. Um, so, or a teen advisory group. So I don't know if that's in our future, but it seems like that is what kind of what ends up happening with a lot of other organizations. So we definitely want to know um, if people are interested, even if there's not room for everybody right now. Mm -hmm. So let's get into um, some more details about uh, the individual's role in the PFACT. Let's start with why would they want to join? Yeah, I think... You know, especially uh, with COVID the last few years, I think we've lost a little bit of the connection with each other. Um, I think that um, a lot of people right now are feeling a little bit disconnected in general. And I think this is a great way to um, come together for a common purpose and uh, talk uh, with your caregivers in the community and share your interests and your needs and that of your community. Um, have your voice heard and I think that humans are sort of wired to look after one another and so volunteering is a great way to um, to just kind of find more purpose in your life honestly well said and so um, what are some of the the tasks that they may have um, once they've committed to joining yeah so something that you could help us with is uh, helping review new services and plans or helping us understand well here's an example I was walking out the door one day and someone in a wheelchair said uh, you really need to um, fix this button that wasn't working for um, the automatic door and it just got me thinking Like we, we don't have anyone on our staff that I know of that's in a wheelchair we don't really have that uh, voice at the table when we go to talk about signage or um, things that you can reach. Um, another example that, I mean, it seems really simple and obvious, but someone said in a survey, hey, your waiting room um, needs to have a few taller chairs for people who have just had a knee replacement, for example. And we're like, oh my gosh, of course we do. <laughs> um, thank you for pointing that out. And we got them. But mm -hmm. just um, examples are of things that we get so caught up doing our jobs, doing our tasks that we sometimes, I guess, lose sight of the whole picture. Mm. So what kind of representation are we hoping for in this group? Now, we'd really like the membership of the PFAC to represent the patients and the families we care for. Um, so some of the considerations, we're looking for a range of ages, uh, sex, sexual orientation and gender identity or expression, um, people have used different services, a, a, you know, a range of services at Good Shepherd, um, racial, ethnic, religious, cultural, and language diversity. Um, interesting fact, after English and Spanish, uh, the top languages spoken um, of our inpatients, um, people who have been admitted, are um, languages uh, of uh, folks that have come here from Guatemala. And surrounding countries so these patients speak indigenous languages and unfortunately the surveys that we send out aren't even available in um, some of these languages from our vendor so I personally would love to learn more about their culture 
and then try to encourage representation on our council. So, Jenny, how does this tie back into the quality department? Tell us what you guys do um, and how the PFAC is a part of, of your department. Good question. So the quality team, we work with leaders at Good Shepherd, physicians and staff to continuously improve quality and safety. We monitor performance on a lot of quality measures. Um, so Good Shepherd is accredited by DNV. Um, And that's sort of like a seal of approval, you could say. So they come and they conduct pretty rigorous inspections. Uh, We call them surveys uh, to ensure that we're adhering to um, strict standards of care that are mandated by the state and federal governments. So a lot of what we're doing um, every day is uh, monitoring data, tracking data, um, explaining data, and working with the leaders in our organization to make improvements. Fantastic. And so also a part of uh, the quality department is this customer experience line, right? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, the customer experience line, um, anybody can call the number uh, 541-667-3427, and um, you can share your experience, whether it was positive or not positive. Um, so compliments, concerns, suggestions, complaints. Um, I document all of that information. Um, and then I work with uh, leaders in our organization to respond to the patient or their caregiver um, about their concerns or their feedback. So um, we really encourage people to use that. Um, we Um, document it and get um, the people involved who need to review it and then we uh, respond to that. So this number is really where we direct folks to for any kind of feedback, positive or negative. Well, you can always share feedback with anyone Mm -hmm. at Good Shepherd. Mm -hmm. Anyone um, should be able to um, listen to your concern or complaint and involve the necessary people. But um, the phone number is just a handy way for you to, you know, you could save it in your phone if you want to, share it with your friend or neighbor um, to, if you don't want to get in, in touch with the specific manager of the department and you don't want to go through that process, finding it on the, online or something, you can always call us and then um, we can talk to you. I actually, I really enjoy that part of my job. I like talking to patients and their family members Um, A lot of people, when they're upset, they really just want to be heard. They want to be listened to. Um, And a lot of people out there, um, they say that what they want is for the next person to have a better experience. Mm -hmm. And so those are the type of people that we are looking for for this council, people that have great experience um, through various things like maybe they're a patient or maybe they're a family member of a patient um, who brings them to all of their appointments and they understand how hard it is to coordinate all of this Mm. so um, we have people out there that have a lot of great feedback and we want to tap into that so jenny how long have you been working at good shepherd i've been at good shepherd for a little over 11 years fantastic and um you've been a part of this community a long time Yeah, I was actually born at Good Shepherd, the old hospital. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
And then I grew up in the Arlington and Ione areas. And then um, I lived over on the west side of the state for about 12 years, um, went to University of Oregon and then um, and PSU, and then came back here. Um, so, yeah. And you're very passionate about quality patient experience and and how you can help improve that at the hospital. I like my job because I work with a lot of people who are clinical. They're nurses and uh, doctors. And so um, I bring the layman or the patient's experience (laughs) the civilian the civilian point of view i guess you could say sure (laughs) well is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today about the patient and family advisory council uh yeah just that um you know you you might be thinking um you know i've already shared my feedback what what more do you need from me um and i guess i just want to say that We've seen um, a lot of examples from other organizations, other hospitals, um, of really big uh, projects and really small projects that add up to big changes um, from their PFAC. So we hope you will consider joining. Excellent. So it's time to wrap up Good Health today. I want to thank Jenny Sullivan with Good Shepherd's Quality Department for joining us today to talk about this awesome opportunity for our community to get involved in patient care and experience at Good Shepherd. If you're interested in joining the Patient and Family Advisory Council, don't hesitate to call us. You can also email patientrelations at gshealth.org. Jenny, it was a pleasure speaking with you today and learning about your compassion and dedication to patient experience. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) Again, this is Good Health, and we invite you to visit our website for more information. It's www.gshealth.org. And you can check out our Facebook page where we'll post a podcast of today's interview with Jenny soon. This is Good Health, brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System in the KOHU studio. Thank you for joining us, and be well.